I have seen and Tyler from the band Fight the Fade. Welcome, guys. Hey, it's great to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, we're here to talk about your music. Um, primarily, that's, that's what we do on this show. Um, and you guys have just released a new single called Buried. Um, you've mm-hmm. had a few other singles out before that as well, which we will get to in a moment. But before we kind of... Uh, delve into those and and future plans and things like that what um can i get your guys uh origin story so i've only recently heard of you guys because my sort of association with fixed and all the music they kind of send my way and and the sort of like obviously being in the uk primarily uh, i haven't come across you guys yet because i know you guys from doing my research have been around for a while um or you've got a few like releases out there already prior to mm. this but I just want to get some some background on you guys, if that's cool. Sure. Zine, do you mind if I take this? Yeah, go ahead. You've been in the band longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it kind of started... Um, it started when, I say I was about 16 years old. Um, my uh, My older brother was doing some recording of like local artists and stuff like that, and he had a guy... Um, that he was uh, kind of producing and, and writing for. And the opportunity came up to like play some gigs here and there with that project. And I'd only been playing any kind of instrument for about six months. <laughs> so he kind of had to sell me a little bit and was like, no, 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 I promise he's good. I promise he's good. And, uh, you know, approached me and asked if I wanted to do some shows and I'd never done anything like that before. And so I started playing with, his name was Jason and I started playing with Jason and we played some shows. We probably played, you know, a couple, couple dozen, maybe handful here and there, like just locally in Oklahoma. We never went out of state or anything. And, um, um, and then kind of my life, I kind of figured out like the, how to write music. Like I started learning how to write music. And so I started bringing my own things to the table and being like, Hey, what do you think about this? And he would be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. I think I can work with that. And then it kind of became more of a band rather than just his solo project and his songs. Right. And so we wanted to kind of create, you know, a, a band essentially in a, in a, an image. And so he pitched the name fight the fade and, you know, I was just like, sure, let's do it. Sounds fun. And so we, I think it was about, I want to say right at the beginning of 2010, maybe, or the end of 2009. And so we did it for maybe about a year and a half, two years with him as the vocalist, you know, him as the main kind of writer, I guess. And we, um, uh, we kind of got to a point where he, you know, he was busy with family and things like that. And he wanted to step down and, and just, you know, basically stop being the hectic touring life and stuff like that and wanted to be home with his family. And, you know, me and the other guys, you know, we were kind of like, well, like we feel like we're just starting to kind of get some momentum. And of course, you know, momentum as in like, we've got four fans on Facebook. Right. (laughs) But (laughs) we're like, you know, we can't, we can't just start a new band. We've got all this new momentum. So we, you know, we kept the name and, um, during the time when we were touring with Jason, um, Zine had been playing guitar in a band. And at one point, um, yeah, they had two. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and I remember watching him 
they, we played a, sh- we, you know, finally crossed paths and played a show together. And I remember watching Zine and, and like I said, he was playing guitar, but he did some backup vocals on some parts. And so I remember watching him and him coming up to sing. I'm going, I've got the wrong vocalist. Like that guy should be singing for the band. And so we, you know, that was, that was months prior to anything else, but it was just like, Hey, that was really cool. That guy was really, really sick vocalist. And so when the time came, um, through contacts, I was like, Hey, what about, what about Zine? Do you think he would like be interested in, you know, doing vocals for the project and, um, reached out and him and I went to IHOP and had some pancakes and had a conversation and, uh, went pretty well. And he did an audition. Um, what the audition was, you know, perform one of the songs we had already written adequately and then write something new. Right. So you kind of have both ends of the spectrum, make sure you can write and also sing. And, uh, you know, he came in and just completely blew us away and we're just like, yeah, you're the one let's do it. And, uh, that so song, we've kind of that been, song ended up being house of cards is the one that I wrote. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So if you, if you go listen, there's a song called house of cards. We did a kind of a remaster of it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, essentially Zine's audition track, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. And so, I mean, since then it's been kind of the same lineup, uh, pretty much since then, you know, we've, we've kind of rotated drummers in and out, but aside from drummers, I mean, it's been pretty much the same lineup since about what, 2011, mid 2011, somewhere in there. Uh, no, that's about when I came in. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when, since you came oh, in, we. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Like yeah, I thought you were talking about the drummers. Oh but, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, the timing was just perfect because about the time that Jason decided he didn't want to pursue, you know, the rock band thing anymore, I had also decided that I wanted to do something different than the band that I was in that they had seen me mm-hmm. uh, perform with, and. I want to do less guitar playing and more singing. And so it's like the stars aligned and, you know, everything just kind of fell into place and, uh, you know, we haven't looked back ever since. So nice. Excellent. Excellent. And where does the, um, I don't know, that's a standard question, but like influence wise, cause, cause you guys ro- uh, mix like the rock, the metal with the electronic side of things. It's quite a heavy mm-hmm. mix of both. Um, it's a it's a sort of it's a genre, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, of, of a high high passion of mine. I love that. I follow a lot of groups that do this, like obviously from back in industrial side of things. So you've got to sure. go back as you know, Sisters of Mercy, Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, um, you know, all those sort of like bigger bands, White Zombie, all that kind of Rob Zombie as well, all that lot. Um, going all the way up to today, obviously you guys follow you guys now, um, but a lot of your associate acts like Cell Dweller um, and um, Seething Akira and things like that, which I mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. show that those guys have been on here a few times and my association with Fixed and whatnot. Um, and there's been a few bands throughout the years that have kind of mixed that um, electronic sort of, I call it like kind of big room electronic dance music um, as opposed to <laughs> that sort of like... Um, you know the sort of the, the industrial side the hardcore side if you will and you guys really do meld that very well i mean the first track okay. i heard of you guys was um cut and run uh, yeah. back when you released that uh last, was it last year wasn't it or was it this year um I think last it was... Year. It was... no that's feb 
February of this February? year, I believe. Okay, I, I can't. This this whole time period has been a blur. Yeah, I so agree. It could have come out like ten years ago, and I wouldn't have noticed. Um, but no, I heard that track, and that got I got loads of play on my show. It got loads of um, once I came back to um, DJing in clubs and things because I DJ rock clubs and whatnot over here in the UK. And um, yeah, playing you guys through a huge sound system, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just sort of like, where does that that side come in from? Because um, obviously, a lot, like I say, a lot of my sort of side of things was the likes of ministry and things like that. That those mm-hmm. were my sort of like gateways into. And I love my sort of straight up electronic music as well. So um, drum and bass, big room, sort of big beat. So the Prodigy, Chemical Brothers, all that lot. UK sort right. of like scene was quite big. Um, dance scene that and over in europe as well we've got kind of a big electronic scene or we have had for so long um but yeah no i was just curious where where does where's that come from from you guys and we we have influences from all across the board but as far as the like industrial or electronic rock you know tyler and tyler and i have both been nine inch nails fans since as long as we've known each other and and probably before then even but um so that's probably one major uh influence of the electronic stuff for sure um lincoln park is another one we get lincoln park comparisons left and right and that is a compliment i will take every single time (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a good one because i mean they sort of came out the block working with um the dust brothers i think it was on that on hybrid theory and um yeah, they they've always had that maintain that kind of like electronic synthy type thing within sure. their music, um, and obviously having in their ranks having like a DJ and stuff like that to sort of you know trigger mm-hmm. those things. I was a DJ in a metal band as well for the longest oh, nice. time. So I bet that'd be cool. Like, yeah, it was all right. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, it was a while ago now, but um, we did all right. We get I won't go into. It. I always talk about them on this show, so I'm not going to talk about it. So, but um, they uh, yeah, just sort of having that in their ranks, and obviously you know other new metal bands at the time had that as well. So yeah, I mean like oh, personally, like my my background, like I you know I still listen to classic like new metal playlists like every day like that's that's kind of my like backbone for writing like um and and i mean if you go back and listen to a lot of new metal as is like this it's not super electronic heavy like aside from like let's say some scratching and some dj stuff like that Mm -hmm. but like the i think like for me like the the sonics of it you know it was huge it was like it didn't sound like guns and roses it sounded like this big sonic spectrum of sound and i just fell in love with that i love like how do i obtain that big you know when the guitars come in on the chorus and it's just massive sounding like how do i get that and um you know i I'm, i don't i don't quite remember when the electronic stuff kind of came into play but i I give a lot of that credit to Lincoln Park for sure um, because they, they, you know, they did a lot of that. And uh, you know, funny enough, our our I don't I've not told him this yet, but like our our sophomore record we did called Second Horizon, which was uh, from 2014. That was like the first time we like really like rank, cranked up the electronics and went big with it. it and, and and prior to that record, I discovered. Clayton's band. I discovered Clayton, you know, Cell Dweller and his Sonics and how big he made his. And he almost kind of blended like more of like a dubstep kind of thing with it. But 
you know, I was like, wow, this is huge sounding. Like, how do I, you know, this is bigger than the new metal stuff. Cause it, you know, and that kind of like got me more into the industrial stuff. And, um, and yeah, so I, I do credit some of our songwriting to Clayton for sure, because <laughs> I discovered his, uh, end of an empire album. Ah, yeah. That's a solid album. That was the one that kind of like, I got onto that and, uh, but yeah, I, I have, I'll have to tell him that at some point, but, <laughs> but yeah, so it's cool to, uh, it's cool to be kind of like, you know, in the same field as him now for sure. Yeah. I was, I was going to go to obviously being signed to, to, well, it's his label, um, mm. uh, him and him and James co-found fixed yeah. as a whole and you're on fixed radium now. So yeah. they've just yeah. done this split. So it's neon radium and noir noir that's it yes yeah um, <laughs> um but yeah no that's i mean obviously it must be great being being part of that now um mm-hmm. and and yeah i mean going back to what you said about the new metal sound and stuff is like it really encaptured that kind of like low end of the sort of like hip-hop sound that i find yeah. um not just like they they tuned obviously tuned down to like a or something silly True. um a lot of them i know corn were just like literally slapping strings um, <laughs> <laughs> but that like you're right the sonic sound it was that low end sound that really like just filled everything up mm-hmm. but you also had wow. that that metal sound of that the, the mm-hmm. high end basically and they just melded that together and you know that, that yeah it's like the cool mixture of like you know the the edm dance music bass the low end that that dance music has mixed with metal you know, it just has a cool sound. That's kind of what's, that's kind of the backbone of that entire genre, I think. Well, and I, I remember the first time I got my hands on Hybrid Theory uh, and listening through that record from front to back, I still vividly remember thinking to myself, like, how could anybody not love this music? Like, seriously, I, I legit I legit had that thought. Like, how, how can anybody not enjoy this? Because... To me, like you said, it was huge. It filled that whole sonic spectrum of of sound, and it wasn't just a wall of guitars. It was mm-hmm. it was all these other ear candy elements that yeah. uh, you didn't see at, at least at the time in a lot of rock music. And yeah. uh, so, once we started working with that stuff, I mean, it was just like peanut butter and jelly. You know, <laughs> like we, we we just meshed well so well with it that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of been our niche ever since. No, this is where Barney comes in and goes, well, I hated that record. Do, do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> At the time, look, I've, I've said this before on my show, and I'll admit it again, I was too cool for school when I was that age. Um, like, Linkin Park weren't my weren't my band, if that makes sense. They were kind yeah. of like the tail end of the new metal um, bubble, if you will. Um, sure. And I, I've I've grown to love them now. Don't worry. Um, I've grown to appreciate what they've done and how they've become. Or at the time, I didn't see it because when I first heard it, it was like, "Oh, this is overproduced pop music, manufactured." Uh, <laughs> right, I was right. like, I was like twenty, so you know, I I had no real experience in anything. Sure. So <laughs> I'm showing my age completely here. But, <laughs> it was like I was about 12, so yeah, <laughs> to me awesome. it blew my mind. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like cuz I've I've now gone to to interview people of like your generation I call them who who Linkin Park were their gateway band. They were yeah. Their, yeah. their their venture into this into this side of things whether they went, you know, full on you know, heavy sort of hardcore metal or whether they sort of went a completely other direction, soft rock, whatever, or into the sort of electronic side of things. Lincoln Park seemed to be this 
this magnet for so many people and it got them into this mm-hmm. whole thing um yeah and at the time i didn't appreciate that like i i i was you know i look back on it now and i was fortunate to see lincoln park a few times live um supporting various bands small venues you know and then obviously they went and did arenas and stadiums and stuff like that yeah um but yeah back when i was younger i was a bit of a douche so it um, <laughs> um weren't we all <laughs> yeah and I, I, I i've said it before because i i it's sort of like you know it's always a good message for someone to hear that if you're too cool for school there is a way back um <laughs> but yeah no it's, it was um hybrid theory i i purchased it i remember when i bought it and everything like it's stuck in my memory i went to tower records in london i picked that up and i picked up infest by papa roach at the same time yeah, 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 um, nice. so two sort of like now iconic albums um sure and i was a dj back then as well you know not gonna sort of you know but i wasn't very much into that i was into my scratch and hip-hop and all that kind of stuff mm, okay. i love i love my new metal the early stuff so we're talking you know incubus limp biscuit deftones corn um that sort of like run of bands that came before lincoln park sure yeah um and and you know th- they, those were my sort of like of the new metal my bands my sort of gateway band was um was guns and roses actually uh and iron maiden uh those were my two sort of like <laughs> so i was showing my age there again um but it, it's you know and <laughs> hey, I, uh, you didn't you didn't say bon jovi so we're good that's true that is true. I, didn't say bon jovi. I, I, I maybe could have but he came after he came after guns and roses definitely so um and slippery when wet was a pretty good album everything after that was well he's gone country <laughs> so and that's not too cool for school that's just all he can do so um, but um yeah no just um that 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 like appreciating lincoln park for what they are now uh what they've become not not because of the, the obviously the tragedy that happened a few years ago right um it, it was sort of like over the years becoming more um appreciative because like when i play them at the club that first album it doesn't matter what track i pick really it fills the dance floor mm-hmm you know people love that album and then meteora as well that was a fantastic album mm-hmm. the follow-up mm-hmm. to that um and 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 since you know it, it's just sort of like like i said back then i was a i was young stupid you know <laughs> <laughs> fully willing to admit that um but i don't hate it now i do like hybrid theory um they got some fantastic and they work with the dust brothers as well and i like the dust brothers um they've done some stellar work in the time uh producing music and obviously uh electronic music and whatnot um uh yeah that that is my lincoln park story (laughs) (laughs) i want to touch touch on something you said a little earlier that kind of relates to what you were just talking about but you you mentioned that you dj'd uh rock clubs yeah back in the day i that i I still do now as well so oh you do now that was a (laughs) that was a weird cultural shock for i mean i think all of us yeah, but for, yeah. for me for sure we 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 did our first europe tour in 2018 and we played uh mainly in germany we did a date in the netherlands and you know yeah. they just love rock and metal over there so they, you know, it was a by far the best tour we've ever done but we we played a we played a venue in i think oldenburg germany yeah and i don't remember the name of the venue but but i guess uh i guess the way that they work is they you know, they have concerts, but when there's not concerts, it's a big dance floor and it's a club, essentially it's a rock club. Yeah. I'd never heard of such a thing. Cause we don't have that 
where we live. <laughs> yeah. I, think we, I think it's Amadeus is the name of the. the oh, Amadeus. Okay. I've got the the fly the tour poster, poster right there. So. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the um, we don't have that. Like, if you go to a club here, it's hip hop and maybe like dance music, but it's mainly hip hop and more like just club, you know, style music. Yeah. I would yeah, say what you hear more on the radio, more pop stuff, pop and hip hop is all that you hear at clubs here. And so we went, we played this venue and then like, right when we loaded off stage, a crew came out toward the stage down and it was like a wooden dance floor and the whole, you know, crowd stayed in swarmed the dance floor and they turned on, they turned on Lincoln parks in the end. Yeah. And everyone was jumping, singing, dancing, and with the lights going, and I was like, "What is this? I have never seen this before in my life." I just stood, like, stood back. I even pulled my phone out, and was filming it, and, like, sent it to people back home. And I was like, "Can you believe this? Like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, there's actually people that come to clubs and listen to rock music. Yeah. Like, we need that more here in the states." But um, you guys, did. yeah, it was just definitely a cultural shock thing. But it's good to hear that you have them in the UK too. Yeah, yeah, we got them here. I've been, uh, I've had residencies for about. 20 ish years plus years now um mm. sort of in and around the area i live here um yeah you're right in the states because I, I mentioned to you beforehand I, I lived in florida for a bit um, oh right yeah four or five no, for about five six years sorry um and yeah i i was sort of hoping to go over there and and maybe dj some clubs and <laughs> you guys don't have rock clubs you had <laughs> there was an industrial kind of like ebm type fetish club uh yeah. local one <laughs> that's not really what i was gonna go in for sure. um but, yeah. but everything else I've was like, those places in the blade movies yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. vampire <laughs> clubs a nice blood shower coming on um yeah, uh, it, it was like one of those things it was like a sort of like oh we don't have that here i'm like oh mm-hmm. okay all right. And then yeah. so I tried. I tried. I was like going to clubs saying, do you fancy doing this? Do you think this will work? Maybe after one of your gigs. And they're like, what? No. <laughs> um, no, why do we do that? Yeah, why would we do that? What was the, you know, that's not, that's not, we're not, you know, we don't need DJs. You know, you know? And then, yeah. again, it was like, it was the, most of the places were top 40 clubs. Yeah. So yeah. it was everything that was sort of in the chart or sure. anything popular by whatever popular artist um and so i sort of what well, what basically what i did i started a music uh radio show mm. and and kept my djing going that way and then moved back to england and my residencies kind of took me back which was nice um so sure. i didn't have to like go back begging or anything sure uh, what were you in uh, Florida for, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, no, my wife got offered a job over there, uh, transferring oh, okay. within the company she works for. And um, yeah, we just decided to go for it. Um, it was uh, sort of, it was just sort of an opportunity we couldn't really turn down at that point. Uh, yeah. Just purely on the basis that our kids were young enough for us to move. Um, mm. And they hadn't like started school or anything. So there was no big sort of friendship groups. And mm. uh, yeah, we just decided to your continue. friendships aren't real yet. We can move. Yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> um, but we moved to Tampa. So oh, Tampa, nice my cousin of, lives like, there. Excellent. Nice bit of metal history there in the death metal scene. Um, and yeah, we just sort of, I just sort of made myself known around that area, uh, interviewing bands like yourselves, um, going to gigs. Um, and I started working over there for the company I work for now. And they transferred me over here when I decided to move back. So, yeah. uh, which is cool. I work for a big tech company. Um, oh, okay. They're they're a fruit, if that makes sense. 
<laughs> I try not to say they know they're Apple. I work for Apple. Oh, a fruit. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> big fan, big fan right here. Oh, <laughs> Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> or, awful products. No, I'm kidding. I can't say that. I got the double. I just, I just, yeah. You have to edit that out. I will. I will. Oh, look at that. You got the new one, huh? You got the new that, one. Uh, uh, iPhone 13 Mini. Yeah. Hey, the mini, oh, all right. Yeah, I got, I got the 12 right there. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't upgraded yet. I didn't I feel like it was uh, that big of a jump to for the money. So, I I agree with you. I'm not gonna not gonna disagree yeah. with that. I, I, no, I, mean, I, had, I had an eight previous to this. So oh, this right, okay, good. that's a worthy upgrade yeah. then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very much a worthy upgrade. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've been working for them for about seven years now. So um, that's really cool. But yeah, no, it was it was good over in Florida. I, I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, we were, you know, just down the road from Disney. Uh, a lot of the gigs were great as well, and and stupidly cheap. Um, hmm. Like going to see uh, Deftones and Incubus for fifteen dollars was yeah, what? nice. Well, it was an amphitheater. I was on the grass at the yeah. back, but you're still quite close to the stage. If that makes sense, yeah, so mm-hmm. it's good. So it's like that, and obviously getting to see like Machine Head in a tiny venue doing that sure. with machine head um just I, I i tell my friends this all the time they get so jealous <laughs> just because like we kind of have a similar there's a similar venue here um called the it's owned by walmart and it's called the walmart amp mm. and it's an amphitheater but they have lawn you know lawn spots and so pretty much any show that comes through lawns like no more than like 35 40 bucks yeah so I'm like I'm going to see Slipknot in like two weeks there, so for oh, like thirty five dollars for a lawn, so it's yeah, like that's, it's hard to beat it. it yeah, is, they come over here and you pay. I think what do I look at? Uh, like nine inch. Let's take nine inch now. So they played. I mean, they played a big venue called the Royal Albert Hall. You may have heard of it. Oh, yeah. world famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But tickets were like one hundred and fifty pounds for like okay. up in the sort of like gods, if you will. Um, oh, and the nosebleeds. Yeah, and and uh, which I think is about $170 ish. And I, I just could justify paying it. You know, <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, uh, no, maybe if I ever move back to the States, it's probably going to be cheaper for it. <laughs> sure. It'll be a whole lot cheaper, but yeah. <laughs> it's been that big. It's, uh, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. So. It's crazy. Royal Albert Hall is like, that's kind of like a, you've got to be a special artist to play there, right? Like yeah. it's not just a regular venue that any band can play at. At the moment, they've, they've, they've started taking in rock bands. So, oh, okay. Um, Nine Inch Nails, obviously you've got an awesome mm-hmm. there. So there is some prestige with that. Uh, if you look at Trent Reznor and his track record now, which is absolutely stunning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah to think he had a hand in a lot of these things and you think really did he and yeah, yeah. he did um he just did that new halsey record yeah yeah um and he was didn't he do old, like something to do with old town road or something as well you know the billy Ray. yeah well that was him. yeah 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 he uh he, nine inch nails put out a um like an instrumental record called ghosts mm-hmm. like years ago yeah. And I guess whoever made the beat for old town road sampled that song like and put it to be to put, put it together and then when the song came out they're like hey this is <laughs> this is a nine inch nail song and so then they had to credit him for it so he just got to be like okay now like i think it won a grammy and then... <laughs> uh, let, me, let me get that money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's funny how that whole uh that whole thing went but 
yeah, he's a, he's everywhere. He's doing, I mean, the, between the, you know, producing pop artists like Halsey and then yeah. the, the movie scoring him and Atticus Ross. I mean, they're, they're geniuses for sure. They have such a distinct sound, Yeah, you know, whenever like, especially in a movie, like they did that was that Disney movie uh, pretty recently called soul. Yeah. And oh, as soon yeah. as it came on, I was like, Oh yeah, there it is. Like the, that's the music, the music <laughs> in that movie is just amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I watched that with my kids. It was great. Yeah, me too. Didn't Didn't you feel things afterwards? It was him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, But yeah, no. It's um, uh, yeah. Royal Albert Hall. They just had uh, Blackstone Cherry play there. Oh, okay. Did a night there. Devlin Townsend as well. Yeah, Devlin Townsend. Yeah, he does a couple of things there. Always done a couple of things there. Um, so they gradually, they've never normally had like rock or even metal bands mm-hmm. in there. Um, but yeah, they're starting to do that now. I think it's becoming more viable for them um, on that front. Uh, any bands that they put on, I guess, a production of some kind as well. Sure. will have that big, you know, yeah. sort of sound, whatnot. I heard it through, um, there's a band from your neck of the woods called Bring the Horizon, which I'm sure you've oh, never yes. heard of. <laughs> and, uh, and uh they did uh they did like a live orchestral recording at royal albert and so that was where i first heard about it okay yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah they did um but yeah it's, it was just it's just one of those it's suddenly become a venue that some bands will hit now because uh, we're That's sort cool. of as with progress and everything we get less and less venues we lost quite a few venues in the last decade or so um just purely out of people you know selling up leases and whatnot and um and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's just sort of leaving the sort of big venues we don't have as many as we used to Mm -hmm. so a lot of those shows would would have probably gone somewhere else originally but that venue doesn't exist anymore we still have a lot of cr arena and stadiums yeah, you guys got the O2 and stuff there, but like Yeah, I got the O2. I think Tool just announced a batch of shows there um next year. Nice. And Red Hot Chili Peppers are doing the London Stadium and everything next year, so wow. you know. Um, we need to get so over there. You do. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be one of my I'm questions later on. Are you coming over here or what? Um, yeah. <laughs> actually <laughs> get out of the London the Gatwick Airport. Yeah, yeah. There's a few venues around that airport. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but let, let's let's talk about your music. Um, let's 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 go on to that because, like I said, the first track I heard from you guys was "Cut and Run," mm-hmm. um, and really loved it. Really loved it. And and you've just released another track called "Buried" uh, yeah. as well, yeah. which came out a couple of weeks ago. Where are we now? Came out on the 24th, didn't it? it was like a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, and you had what's it, the other ones? Uh, Matter of time. Mm-hmm. and old wounds yeah um and yeah all fantastic tracks and everything and 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 it sort of it grabbed you. my attention and whatnot and um how how has that how has that been for for you guys in general because obviously you know the, the relationship with fix came around um mm-hmm. actually let's go for that first let's go for the relationship sure. fixed how did that come about because obviously you talked about it earlier about um cell dweller being an influence yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how how did that like come about for you guys? What what was the sort of um, you know, did you approach them? Did they approach you? Did, did you have an in between? Yeah, no, they so they they reached out. Um, I want to say at the beginning, the beginning of like 2019, okay. I believe they reached out, and they were putting together their uh, future rock compilation album the most recent one that just came out yeah. and 
they, uh, you know, yeah, they, they contacted and asked if we wanted to be a part and like, if we wanted to basically write, you know, give them a new song, like it wouldn't, couldn't be something and that we'd already written and put out, like it wouldn't be something new. And, um, at the time we had just, I think we just wrapped our last record, the 20, yeah, 2020 album. We had just finished writing and we kind of like, well, we like, we're, we're kind of on like a small break right now because we just finished this record. So, so we don't have anything necessarily. Um, and so we kind of stopped talking for like months. We didn't, we didn't really contact each other. And then, uh, James emailed again and was like, Hey, like, do you want to be a part of this? I was like, yeah, I'll be a part of that. And then like at the bottom tagged on like, and if you would want to talk about potentially, you know, being part of the label at some point, we would love to talk to you, you know, but first things first, let's do this compilation thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so where cut and run came from is, is cut and run was actually a B side from 20, like 15. It didn't make the cut for a record that we were doing. It was for the second horizon record. the album cycle that we were writing for is where. Yeah. So we, we've been sitting on it for, you know, years, literally years. And, musically i mean musically it didn't really fit what the future rock sound is but you know the what zine had written you know his chorus and and his melodies and stuff i was like this is like really good but the music all sucks and so i uh i took basically just pulled the vocal stems out and rewrote an entire song around his vocals and that's what cut and run became um and so kind of thinking within mind like future rock like what would what would future rock sound like? Right. And you know, these massive EDM style drums and like big synths and, you know, there's think there's more synths than there is like actual like guitar in that song. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it just, it just kind of worked really well. I got excited about it and then sent it over to fixed and they loved it. And, you know, from that point, we kind of started talking a little bit. We got on a zoom call with James and Clayton and, mm-hmm. you know, cause we, you know, we've been, we've been doing this for, a while now and and we get a lot of emails pretty regularly from like you know management pay to win yeah management companies or hey i have a label you know and they've got 65 bands you've never heard of and you're like how am i supposed to be you know what are you going to do for me if you've already got 60 bands that no one's ever heard of right you know and so like i kind of blew it off to be honest i was like eh, like it's probably not you know anything and so we we kind of blew it off for a bit and you know once we submitted the song then we got on a call and and you know realized that they're real people and they have an office and it's a legit you know company it's not just some guy in a bedroom somewhere going i am a label you know and so we uh yeah oh my goodness that was a uh that was going to be a deal breaker if there were no contracts we've done the handshake <laughs> before yeah the handshake one doesn't always uh pan out very well <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we just kind of started talking, you know, I got on a call and talked to them for a little bit and I was like, this feels pretty good, you know, and then Zine did a separate call and got on and kind of felt it out. And, you know, we just kind of decided like, yeah, let's, let's move forward with this. Like, this seems like, you know, we're, we're kind of at a place as an independent band where it's like, we, how do we take it to the next level? Right. Cause like I can sit and email so many people, but that's only going to get me so far. Yeah. Right. Without having that little like extra whipped cream on top, you know? And, uh, and so bringing them in was kind of that topper and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great. I love working with, with the guys and, um, 
I'm actually a part of the marketing team at the label now. And so I work with, you know, I'm on a zoom call with James or, you know, other people pretty much three or four times a week. So it's kind of become, you know, part of my everyday life more so than just like, you know, it's the label they'll, they'll do their thing, but yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, that's um, it's it's really good to hear because obviously I, I I mentioned to you before I, I I sort of I've well I've known them for a while, worked with them for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I've had I've had Clayton on the show before talking all things cell dweller and whatnot. Um, and mm-hmm. I also had James on the show as well. Nice. Um, to talk about all things sort of like fixed and and you know the sort of ins and outs of a label side of things mm-hmm. as well. So, um, that was a while. It was like near the start of this show. To be fair, it was like episode. 19 or something 18 19. what episode are we on now 221 no nice nice um so you know it's been a few 2021 yeah 20 <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah it's uh it's it's, it's nice because obviously like i followed the label for years um they they pretty much send me everything that they release as well uh which is cool. great you know i get to sort of keep on top of all that that's obviously how i found out about you guys um sure. recently had toronto is broken on the show uh which is another artist they've got um yeah. signed to the label and obviously seeing akira um mm-hmm. over the years i had them on prior to fixed their fixed sort of tenure if you will um yeah and and then as they've sort of gone on and and sort of been associated with that on a sort of natural basis nothing to do with me but <laughs> um on a natural basis they've kind of like you know got their got got together on that front mm-hmm. as well so you know that's um it's really good uh i like that they sort of you know then they're, they're not they're not overly like full of they're not pressuring anyone if that makes sense True. Mm-hmm. um uh, from from sort of like my sort of like perspective obviously as an artist it might be different i don't know um because yeah. their turnover in in like how many tracks they put out like every week mm-hmm. there's always something which is yeah. quite prolific um for a for a sort of independent label as well and yeah, sort of Every week, there's at least four or five tracks, if not an album or an EP, coming out. Mm-hmm. The guys, Beko, you know, um, and well, that, you know, Neon and, stuff and as well. What really sold me on Fixed was after meeting with with the with James and Clayton, and uh, you know, just learning that they care more about the music as a whole than yes, making money is a part of it. But because of the fact that what we put out is so close to our hearts, you know, it's, it's the, our, our brand or, you know, our band is a, is very close to who we are like, and near and dear to our hearts. And yeah. we want to make sure it's taken care of mm-hmm. and it's in the hands of people that actually care about it as well. And they do that. And they, that was clear from the first time I chatted with them. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's 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 really been a great working relationship uh, so far, and I, I'm I'm excited that we took that leap of faith. <laughs> so, so um, what are you guys sort of like um, sort of forthcoming plans? I'm assuming there's an album on the way. Um, and in that respect, I don't know if you guys have announced anything or have said anything about a plan for release. So, I'm going to ask you now: Is that a plan for this year, or is it a plan <laughs> for next year? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we we've we've been crunching on it you know we've we've already put out what five four or five songs yeah so you know those will all be a part of it um you know we're kind of at the point now where we have 
a handful of tracks and we're trying to like figure out like basically where okay what what is the album you know like we have all these songs do we you know we want to do a couple more like you know write a couple more um so i think for um for right now i would say that it's going to be sometime early next year it won't be the end of this year but it'll be sometimes early next year for sure yeah so the music industry kind of shuts down in december and they don't really push they you know they everyone kind of goes on hiatus for family and stuff like that so across the board music industry shuts down in december so it's it wouldn't be super beneficial for us to try to cram one out by the end of the year um so yeah definitely beginning of next year but yeah no like official date or title or anything like that at this point well and my my wife and i had a baby uh oh you frozen (laughs) he's frozen quite he's gone he's gone Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and what a pose to leave on no i'm not kidding um yeah (laughs) so you guys i was gonna ask you guys not gonna release a christmas single then (laughs) <laughs> no, no, probably not. Probably not. No, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, I think I think there is one more. If if it gets scheduled properly quickly, I think there's one more single before the end of the year. Okay. Um. Okay. But uh, yeah, that w- that'll be it for the rest of the year. It'll be at least one more track. Okay. Cool. Hey, your vaccine. You're back. Yeah. Sorry, my my uh, internet signal has not been super reliable. Right now, for some you're good. Uh, the last thing you said was my wife and I had a baby. Yeah, well, I was just saying that that's been kind of a factor in it as well. That uh, you know that kind of slowed us down momentum wise. Because I don't know if you realize, but having a baby takes a lot of uh, attention. <laughs> yes, so. I've, got, I've got I've got three kids, so I know where you're going. <laughs> <It's Yeah. mine. laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, it, but. It's great, uh, and I'm I'm excited to get back to writing uh, as soon as we can, so we can get it finished up and get it out there. Because there's yeah. as awesome as the songs are that we have put out, we've also got some really great stuff, in the, you know, in the pipeline that I can't wait for people to hear as well. But uh, yeah, buried is one of my favorites that we've done so far, and I'm I'm glad we just put that one out a few weeks yeah. ago. People seem to be liking it, so. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good. It's a solid track. I was going to ask how how that's been going for you, because uh, obviously it's only been out a week, and I know these things are tracked um, pretty pretty quickly these days uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to streams and whatnot and and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, you know, getting added to various playlists and all that kind of yeah. stuff that's very different from when I was in a in the industry. Um, <laughs> it's very different from what, like 10 years ago, man. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I was, I was sort of in a band at the cusp of, um, uh, sort of like Napster and things like that, that, you know, where people were pirating your music. Um, and I was in a band at that point where kids would come up to me and say, Hey, we downloaded your music off whatever torrent. I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. You're not going to buy the CD off me then. Um, <laughs> not eating today. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't that bad. It was fine. The music got out there. We gave away a lot of our music for free back then anyway. So, um, but no, it was, it's, and then sort of coming into it now and, and, you know, getting that kind of like, I guess it's the recognition, almost instant recognition. You can see like playlists have added you and then mm. 
I'm guessing that pushes up your stream count and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, landing the editorial support from Spotify is a really big, really big... Because, I mean, you're essentially, you know... Because, I mean, where we live, we don't have, like, metal radio. There's not a radio station where I live that would play our stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that, country. No, <laughs> yeah, country. And, like, you know, or the, the rock station is playing. Like, the hardest thing they play is, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers or Imagine Dragons, right? I mean, so it's like... For the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so landing a, a editorial is kind of like getting like a major radio yeah. spot. You know what I mean? Because it's suddenly forced in front of everyone's faces, whether they want to hear it or not. Like it's going to come on if they're listening to that playlist. And yeah. so, you know, and of course, you know, you 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 do get some some retention from that. You get people that come over and become fans from it, and it's you know it's huge. But yeah, like you said, like the uh, the instant recognition, like because um, I think. I think with with fixed everything we've put out except for old wounds has gotten pretty major editorial support, and uh, and it was like pretty like old wounds was a great song too, but yeah, yeah, we we think it was a timing thing. I think it was something to do with because they were we were we pushed it like one month after Cut and Run came out. Okay, and Cut and Run did really well, and it was like on the top of like the big metal playlist on Spotify and stuff like that, and and it was doing really good, and so we were like, well, we got to ride this momentum. Let's get a track out ASAP. Yeah, and the playlists don't necessarily work that way. We've come to find out, like they like to kind of like hang on a track and like, no, we're working on this one right now. Give us some time, and then so we've kind of like spread out releases a little further to kind of help like uh, facilitate that, but. but yeah, so it's it's huge, and, and you know, just bringing in the fan base. But yeah, Buried's doing great. Uh, we um, the the quick little story behind that is, you know, we've put some records out, and and we always get the kids in the comments that are going, "This needs to be heavier. Why isn't it heavier? We wish you were heavier." And it's like, "Where are the screams?" Yeah. <laughs> and we've never been like a super heavy band. Like, I mean, maybe our very first like EP had some like kind of breakdowny stuff, but it was never never super heavy and so it's yeah. like it's like there's this expectation that we were once a heavy band and we should do that again but we were never really that heavy to begin with so it was kind of like well you know the answer was that was uh, answer to that was well let's just write a really heavy song and give and it, we've been we've been joking with that idea for a long yeah. time <laughs> we're like let's just write the most brutal track to shut everybody up and get on <laughs> with our lives and so buried is almost like an answer to that yeah. But I mean, we ended up falling. I mean, even though it's not like, you know, particularly our like the, the genre style that we always shoot for when we're writing, like it was, it was fun and, and we both enjoyed, you know, the writing process of it because it yeah. was kind of out of our comfort zone. Right. Like, yeah. can we write a heavy song? I guess we'll try it, you know? And, and uh, yeah. So to see, see the recognition and see the people, you know, we got editorial support on it and, and, and to see the comments and the people really loving it and being like, yes. And I haven't, I haven't seen a single comment yet that said it needed to be heavier. So I think we're doing good. I'm going to go do yeah. now. No, it's really cool. I mean, that, that's what's one thing I have noticed with these playlists and, and general sort of tracking and stuff that it, there is a, it's kind of, so it's gone back a little bit, especially with rock music. It's gone back to that kind of slow burn. If that makes sense. Mm. Where, like, a band will release a track, and then that track will stay constant for a couple of months 
or mm-hmm. you know, the, the publicity wise or playlists or anything like that. And I've noticed that more in the rock side of things than, than pop and, and dance. Cause obviously mm-hmm. that, that, that there is a higher turnaround on that. Uh, whereas a good rock song, a good metal song, whatever can last mm-hmm. ages. There was a couple of bands that I've spoken to on here and they had, uh, you know, they, they had a, basically a track they had for like six months going through, various playlists getting taken off putting back on all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff but it was just one track and True. it was that kind of like they put a lot of like you know themselves put a lot of focus on it but obviously they played with the the editorials and whatnot and it's very much like it used to be in that respect where a band would release True. a track and mm-hmm. it would stay kind of doing its thing and then they'd release another one or release an ep or whatever because um, there was a stage where bands obviously releasing every week or every month they were doing this sort of like staggered thing or not even staggered but like you said you lost a bit of momentum with yours because they were still mm. working on the previous one right right um, yeah and I kind of have a love hate relationship with it all like yeah with, no just it's, the it's, singles and all that kind of stuff I mean, no, like, all... <laughs> go on I was gonna say I kind of have like I love the I love the album experience you know like there's so many albums that that don't make sense out of context, yeah. you know, but when you sit down and listen to the whole record, you're like, Oh, okay. I get it now. Like the, you see the bigger picture of it, you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like, I kind of have a love hate relationship with releasing half of the album before the album's out. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. that kind of like, well, it's best, you know, for marketing and, and, you know, support and, and staying relevant and consistent, you know, but yeah. also it's like, you kind of have to like sacrifice a little bit of your, I guess, creative integrity there to show half of your album before it's out, you know? Yeah. Well, and the, the other thing is like, as a band, one thing we've always tried to do is stretch ourselves and try new things. And whether that be in the style of songs that we're writing, you know, like writing a super heavy song or in our approach to releasing the music, like, if you're not trying new things, you're not going to get any better. You're going to get what you got last time. Yeah. And uh, we're, if we're going to be better, we have to try new things. And so that's that's part of the approach as well as, you know, we just we want to try something different to see what it's going to take to get us to that next level and get our music in front of more fans that want to hear it. Yeah. No, definitely. There's, I mean, there's no sort of like, I mean, there is a tried and tested method, but it involves a lot of money. Um, (laughs) um, but when it comes to like independent bands like yourselves um and 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 marketing on that front obviously you know if you're working with a label marketing i'm Mm -hmm. um part of the radio station that that i i i do my show with i'm their social media marketing person Mm, okay. certainly got a social media specialist or i don't know i haven't even got a title but i look after all their platforms make sure things are going out properly or content is being added to especially the newer platforms that they're not because mm. they're fine with facebook they're sort of okay with instagram but when it comes to things like tiktok and 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 yeah um, Twitch, the new social media platforms the new social media platforms they're not so sort of comfortable with um mm. and it's sort of like i'm building it at the moment and you know I'm getting- yeah, i sympathize with that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh, I first of all, I kind of hate social media as a whole. Um, yeah. <laughs> overall, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have to have it, I wouldn't have it. 
But yeah. uh, in the age that we live in, you have to be connected on those levels yeah. for the fans' sake, if nothing else. And for, again, to get your music in the hands of people that need to hear it. And um, so it's it's impossible to be completely, uh, in my opinion, to be completely off social media yeah. uh, at this point. But yeah. some of the new stuff, man, I'm still like, like I've got a TikTok, but I'm hardly ever on there because I just, it's, I'm, I don't know if I'm just too old or what. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 honestly, from, from the, the sort of research I've done on that platform, there's a lot of, like there is an older demographic on there. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. sort of I learned through my kids about it. Like they were, they're on it. They do their little dance videos and yeah. um, reactions and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and and but since going on there, especially with the the station I'm with the the Turtle Rock station, that the sort of demographic for that station is an older demographic because it's more. It's been around sort of like 20 odd years as an internet radio station, like predominantly rock. Well, it's always been rock. It's called Total Rock. Um, uh, (laughs) But they're associated a lot with more of the classical artists, like classic rock artists, uh, by sort of like the age of the DJs and and the sort of style of shows that they have. Obviously, my show is a bit more for the younger crew um yeah. and I use that with the crew with the hand gestures and everything as well um yeah exactly um <laughs> so, the kids are doing these days yeah yeah throwing them gang signs um <laughs> and, uh, yeah and and like sort of going on there and posting up things from classic artists or classic british heavy metal artists have mm-hmm. got the most traction on there that we've ever that we've had out of all the other posts so we had like uh what's his name biff from uh, a band called saxon okay. classic british heavy metal band from back in the 70s 80s um hmm. and they're still going today uh but we had him going on their eight second video going hey this is biff check out our new album next year that was pretty much it and it it it, it tracked so well it was crazy hmm. it was just like Oh my god, there is there is a market for this. So then we put out um, the guy who was um, a guy called Blaze Bailey. He fronted Iron Maiden for a portion. No, oh, okay. Um, and he did the same sort of thing, like five second video of him <laughs> again. That tracks so well. So there's a there is a market for this. The older lot, the us. Well, I say mm-hmm. I, put, I don't I don't put you in my bracket because I'm, <laughs> I think I'm at least ten, maybe a little bit more years older than you guys so um, but no there's definitely an older demographic on there you just got to find it away from all the sort of like um dancey videos of people in various states of whatever so well and that 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 platform like outside of of tiktok like that uh i would say the, the concept of how those, you know, just endlessly scrolling on videos, right? You know, we're kind of moving, you know, Instagram has reels now and now Facebook's getting one. And then there's uh, Snapchat's about to have its own TikTok. And so it's like, you know, obviously social media is moving in that direction because it's so popular. So capitalizing on that and kind of figuring out how to do it, I think is important. But yeah, it's just kind of like an animal that like, even you know working for the marketing team of the label it's kind of like like how do we how do we how do we take what we do but make it work on that platform you know like how, how do we tiktok yeah, how, do we, <laughs> how do we how do we tiktok well let me show we'll you. have to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> so we have to do this and then point yeah, the yeah. screen <laughs> <laughs> you got to figure it out see and like <laughs> yeah right there i signed to fix 
create up create our own dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. You got to make That's the key. song trend. You got to do something. You got to be like uh, what they call Eskimo Cool Boy. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. I've uh, heard the name, I believe. <laughs> yeah, they're a German band. Um, they are sort of again, they're a crossover between dance and and metal. Mm. Um, and they've got previous albums out before, but these the two sort of most recent three recent tracks they've done have all gone viral um, just because they're very catchy and dancey and they sort of play sure. on memes and things like that. The things kids Yeah. Um, it's a little harder to get a sign to go viral when it's like, you know, screaming and like breakdowns. And... Well, they, they've, <laughs> they've got that element in their songs, believe it or sure. not. Oh, okay. So they, they've got like a sort of a really good sort of like catchy chorus, pre-chorus, mm-hmm. whatever. And then they sort of like... Die. I, just go check them out. You'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eskimo <laughs> Cowboy, uh, Eskimo Cool Boy, Eskimo Cool Boy, Cool Boy. Yeah. Cool boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a track called Hyper Hyper, uh, which was a big sort of thing during lockdown. Um, and then mm. uh, another one they just probably heard called of him. You got the moves. Um, but yeah, check them out. I mean, it's ridiculous yeah. videos. I will. But uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And that's the sort of stuff that does seem to track well, especially in Europe. Because I mean, they're, they're German, so they've got that sort of market here. I mean, yeah. we want to go back to Europe anytime soon. I was going to say, you got to come, so. you got to come over here. You guys and Seething Akira need to uh, sort of get that would, be a, that would be a great tour, yeah. You know, get a fix, get a fixed tour going. You know, Let's get the mm-hmm. annex on there too. Yeah, get the annex. Really yeah. I mean, you won't get sell by the way because he doesn't like to tour. No, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I want him to, he will not. So, yeah. um, and I remember having. Well, a hopefully, once stuff starts. Um, Get back I mean, yeah, yeah, being a little easier for us to get over there, we can finally lock stuff down. We had, I mean, mid twenty twenty, we had a Europe tour booked. Oh wow! And we were supposed wow. to leave like, like two months prior was like March twenty twenty when oh, you know shit. everything went down, and it yeah. was just like, well, we got to cancel everything. So we, yeah. uh, we've got an itch that we need scratch scratching, you know. Wait, wait, but I mean, if we can make it, if we can add the UK to our, you know. Um, you're one. Oh man, it'd be incredible. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Get, get, get. I'm sure. I mean, we got. I just did a, a video. <laughs> I did a video spot for a podcast in Spain just the other day. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, it's it. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you guys come over here, I, I mean, I'll be there. You probably hit London. It's probably going to be the closest one to me. So. Sure. Um, whichever whichever place in london you play it'll be good um on that front but yeah no it's it's, you know it'd be nice to have you guys over here um Mm -hmm. it'd be nice to sort of get taught i mean we've got gigs back to a certain degree now so um obviously you guys in the states are getting hit by that by it at the moment in a bit yeah yeah it's it's kind of sad because even like last week i was looking and it's just like tour cancellation tour cancel like 20 march 2020 all over i, and I was like no. I, saw, I saw chevelle canceled the rest of their run recently yeah what's crazy though is like this year for me personally has been one of my busiest years um because i do a lot of like acoustic gigs on the side where i'll i'll go and i'll play at like different venues or bars or whatever. And I'll, I'll play for three, four hours at a time. And, uh, this year I've been pretty slammed with gigs. Like I, I played the state fair last week. Uh, I've got a gig tomorrow night at a brewery. Um, and so, I mean, I, I've, I've stayed probably busier than I've been in years this year. Um, in spite of everything. Uh, but it's, it's, 
so much easier, I think, for places to, um, you know, continue to, to socially distance and, and all of that and bring in entertainment. That's one person versus a whole band where you're going to have a, a large crowd of people. So basically what I'm saying is I'm not popular enough to be that concerned for them. <laughs> Don't uh, worry about it. You're right. They're like, Nobody's going to come for this guy anyway. Let's just bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That should go on your poster. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) not good enough for large crowds come on out because nobody else will (laughs) specialist Um, (laughs) I mean that's pretty I mean that's good like keeping busy especially in music especially around this time I mean obviously the whole world shut down last year for a portion of the time Uh, we were out for the longest time last year um, and this year it's, it's eased up a lot. Obviously, we've had our, our rollout of vaccines and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. um, you know, we've 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 just opened back up again. It's kind of like we've the government have said we've just got to live with it now. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, because the majority of us are vaccinated, so there's there's less danger on that mm-hmm. front. Obviously, there is a portion of, especially the younger lot that aren't vaccinated yet, so they're sort of working on that at the moment. But um, true. I was I was fortunate enough to get it early, so I was sort of vaccinated quite a while ago now, and I feel mm-hmm. a lot more confident going out. Obviously, going back out and DJing and stuff like that. I mean, in crowded rooms, yeah. yeah. Obviously, a couple of people get people come up asking for stuff, so they're breathing in my face. Um, yeah. And I don't think I've ever been to a show where someone wasn't talking to me right here, you know, yeah. trying to yeah. tell yeah. me things. Other right here, like <laughs> and make everyone dance, and you're like yeah. dancing. Um, yeah. <laughs> the- yes i mean hopefully i mean we're we're kind of in this boat where we're kind of just waiting to yeah we, we have a we have a meeting next week with our um our booking company and kind of seeing where they're looking at for the next year and you know hopefully try to lay in some kind of tour coinciding with an album release kind of thing yeah. so um but I don't know. I have no idea what Europe's looking like or like getting us over to that part of the world. So um, just kind of have to wait and see. And I mean, as soon as we have something confirmed, of course, we'll share it on socials and whatnot. But Fantastic. we will be more than excited to be sharing that everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, we got we got to, we've, we've gotten to play two shows in the last like year and a half. And they were like within what a week of each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to kind of shake the dust off a little bit, and yeah. you know, we got to play some of the new songs and some of the songs from "In Love and Hope and Peace" that we never got to play live. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool because cool. we re- released that album and then everything shut down, and yeah. we didn't get a chance to like see how fans responded to it live. And uh, mm-hmm. like the, the song "Devil" ended up being huge for us, you know, as far as streams and stuff yeah. go, and it. it we didn't even know how it would feel to play it on stage, you know, because we didn't get the opportunity. So I, I can't wait to get back out and play rock shows. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I've got a couple of questions left for you guys, if that's all right. Sure. And then uh, I'll let you get on with the rest of your day. Um, uh, yeah. So my, my, these are sort of my tail end questions. Ask everyone. Um, but what I want to get from you guys is your three most pivotal albums. So the ones that kind of um, made you want to, being a band be a singer mm-hmm. be a guitarist be a songwriter obviously we've mentioned hybrid theory 
uh, already. I think that one's off the table. Is that, that, what we're is, that one is now off the table because we've already talked about <laughs> it, and and I've already gone through my my diatribe about when I didn't like it and then come back again, uh, <laughs> admitting that I'm wrong and whatnot. Um, but <laughs> doesn't hurt, honestly. I don't regret it. It's fine. Um, um, but yeah, if like the other albums around that around that time, the ones that sort of gave you that gateway into this, or you know, the, like you say, the one that I first heard and go. I want to do that. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Go first, Ian. Uh, well, it's really difficult to narrow it down to just three. Um, I would say probably one of them would be um, it, prob- with teeth by Nine Inch Nails is definitely. One of them, I was between that one and, and Year Zero. Year Zero is also really, really good. Um, but probably With Teeth is, is one of them. Um, uh, another one is probably uh, the the album Jesus Freak by DC Talk was uh, a big one. I grew up in this and a big Christian household. And like that was that was my gateway into just guitar driven like rock music as a whole uh and uh so that's really what got me started in in rock music um and which is funny because they're like a hip-hop group (laughs) but but, uh, the hip-hop group with guitars right well but that album actually hit pretty hard uh for its time so um and Anything my parents were a little like leery of letting me listen to was was good, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then I guess the third one. Hmm, I only get one more. Um, probably "Beautiful Eye" by Thirty Seconds to Mars. Mm. Oh, those are good picks. Yeah, yeah, good picks. I'm going to say um, <laughs> Meteoria from Lincoln Park. Oh, oh. the other one. So we'll say that one. And then my gateway, my gateway into metal music was Slipknot. Cool. I remember watching uh, MTV when they still played music videos and the uh, music video for duality came on where they're just like, ah. it's like destroying a house. And, all that. and I was just like, Oh, I've never seen or heard anything like this before. Do I even like this? You know? And I, I've come to realize over time, like things that I'm skeptical of upon first listen tend to become my favorite things, you know, because it kind of pulls you out of, some you know pulls you out of your comfort zone out of yeah. like i don't i don't know what this is you know do i like this and uh so that that album for sure like that that was my gateway into like metal period anything heavier than you know lincoln park i would say um so subliminal verses by slipknot i would say um and then number three mm. second horizon is that it no no <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of cheating. I'm looking at my Spotify right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with With Teeth as well. Okay. I'll go with With, with Teeth from Nine Inch Nails. I'm surprised you didn't go Year Zero since I did With Teeth. Well, yeah. I mean, that wasn't... We, we couldn't do Hybrid Theory because we already talked about it. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah I mean... Like, hybrid that, Theory would have been on there too. 
I know Nine Inch Nails was around a long, a long time before that album, of course, but that was like my introduction to them. Again, watching MTV and seeing um, music video for, I don't remember the big single off that, um, Hand That Feeds. Hand Feeds. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and watching that and going, what what is this? You know, what is this music? I never heard industrial before. I would, like, you know, and kind of gatewayed into that. But nice. yeah, classics. Yeah, no, I mean that, those those. I mean they're all solid albums. I'm gonna have to check out the uh, DC Talk Jesus Freak. Um, <laughs> don't think I've heard that one, uh, which is great because I always look for these things when people sort of find it, tell me their pivotal albums and whatnot. I always go back and listen sure. to some of them. Um, go because I haven't heard that with teeth. I know that album years mm-hmm. ago as well. Um, um, Thirty Seconds to Mars. They were they were huge for a minute. Um, yeah, they probably still are if he decides to do anything. Um, but, I think they've got a new single coming out, actually. Oh, really? uh, okay. Yeah. But it's just Jared and Shannon Leto now at this point, I think. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. They got ghost writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm I mean, Meteora. Yeah, we already talked about Linkin Park and, and Slipknot yeah. as well. Slipknot are a f- massive favorites of mine. Um, sure. Again, it was that, like, like with you, it was like, listen, I mean, I, I was with you know, I got onto them at the first album because I'm that old. Right, but, right. <laughs> um, but it was, um, you know, I got I got to see them in a tiny venue as well, which was, I say, tiny, oh, that's it was cool. about 2,000 capacity venue. Um, yeah, but for them, that's a small for, venue. For them, that is a small venue now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I've seen them sort of go up and play festivals and big stages and arenas. But yeah. like just the chaos, the utter chaos that was yeah. going on in front of me and with me involved in mosh pits and all that kind of stuff um <laughs> and it's 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 one of the like i've never been in anything as intense since sure um yeah i'm I've, i'm seeing him for the first time on the 26th at the 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 amphitheater here and i'm this is my first time so i'm, I'm oh, okay cool well I, i'm not it, going man. in the pit though no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm too old for the pit yeah I know my body feel. can't take that anymore no no I don't, I, that's why i can't i can't I, I couldn't take that at all but no i was like, <laughs> great. every time i've seen them they've always been like on on point it's been awesome it's one of those bands that have been consistently good and got better like throughout mm-hmm. like obviously the sort of like raw sort of element of it of the, like the sort of run of their first album here of seeing them in that small venue and the sort of mystery around them the masks and they're yeah. like you had sid diving off the balcony onto the crowd and we're talking like a balcony that's like probably about four or five six stories high and I think he actually injured the person he landed on. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. No, no. Um, and, and just sort of like, just sort of like seeing that and then watching them play, you know, bigger venues and stuff like that. And I was in the crowd for the disaster pieces, um, live. Oh, were you really? The DVD? Yeah. Uh, cause that was, at the that's amazing. Arena. Um, and that was good. Cause they had, who they have supporting them. It was, it was too sort of big. I, I want to say it was um, disturbed. Uh, and, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, they opened, weirdly mm. enough. And yeah. I, I want to say it was either Lincoln Park or someone else. I think support. I, think, another, I can't remember. It's all become a new metal artist at the time. Yeah, or it was Ramstein or something. It was like Limp Bizkit, uh, something. Yeah, it was one of those bands. Um, <laughs> There's a whole, there's a whole load of those bands. It just meshes into one show after a while. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, solid. I mean, like I say, like th- those, yeah, solid albums. But I'm gonna go listen to that Jesus Freak one. See what that's all about. 
Yeah, I mean, you may be a little disappointed looking at it now, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, there's no comeback on this. I'm not going to come back to you and say, "God damn it, that was." I'm shit. just, I'm trying to, set your, I'm trying to set your expectations right now. Okay. Uh, That's, but... right. That's good. Don't hype it up. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but finally. Um, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not doing anything fight the fade or doing your solo acoustics or anything like that, um, what do you guys do to kind of like, you know, like say, this is what I do away from it. This is my, this is my thing away from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I try to like, my hobbies are creative outlets. So rather that's like music or I'm doing video, you know, 3d animation, or if I'm doing graphic design or I'm doing, you know, production, or if I'm producing another artist or, or mixing another band, like, I mean, I kind of live in that world. And, you know, outside of that, I mean, I, I take my dogs for walks sometimes and cool. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know? That's good. I've got, I've got a dog. She's not in here, actually. She's normally behind me, but no, she's not. Mine were knocking on the door a minute ago, so I was trying to keep them out so they wouldn't disturb the <laughs> podcast. So I've got uh, dogs. It's fine. So. <laughs> yeah, my, mine's outside right now for the same reason. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I for me, it's right now, lately, it's been assembling furniture because we not only had a baby, but we moved into a new house. So then, okay. of course we needed new furniture so that's that's been <laughs> all i'm doing uh but as far as just like uh outlets uh, i'm kind of in this in a similar boat with tyler like uh, a lot of my my hobbies are other creative outlets whether it be um you know doing print media or graphic stuff or uh, I work for a church here, and so I I do all of the the music and then all of the multimedia and that kind of thing. Um, so that's that's my full time day job uh, on top of taking care of my kids. You know, <laughs> taking my taking my kids to school and you know changing my baby's diapers, that kind of stuff. All the regular guy stuff. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to, uh, Changing diapers, regular guy thing. That's right. <laughs> Mowing the lawn with my new balances. <laughs> I can't speak on that. I don't have children. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, aside from regular creative stuff, it's just normal everyday life, man. Cool. So That's cool. That's all good. Um, yeah, I've got, like I said, I've got three kids of my own, so I know what that's like. I've got my dog on my own as well, so it's got them all. It's, uh, <laughs> I just sent my oldest to university, so I'm like, oh, cool. you know, I'm down wow. one right now. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice watching them grow up and everything like that and just sort of being part of that side of it. I was, a, well, they call it a stay-at-home dad for a, about, well, the first five years of the uh, the youngest two, if you will, uh, the mm. first five years of their life, I was um, staying at home and doing the parent thing full time. So, um, and and yeah, it's you know, it's tough. It's tough. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't want to put that. On yeah, anyone. my my <laughs> wife, my yeah. wife finally goes back to work this next week. Uh, oh, really? Like okay. the, she's finishing her maternity leave this week, and so this next week will be our first week to uh, like have our newborn in childcare and uh trying to see how that how that goes and finding a whole new rhythm in life again is so it's uh 
it's a lot to juggle because we we have a newborn we also have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old okay and so um you know they go to school the newborn's going to be like in daycare or or with family or something depending on the day of the week and so trying to find rhythms to i'm a very structured person so i like to have I, I have, I like even our fight the fade writing sessions, I have to schedule them to make them ha- happen. Yes. Um, and so Tyler and I will, will block out a weekend or something and I'll, I'll go up there and that's the focus. Uh, so for me to have downtime, it has to be scheduled, believe it or not. <laughs> so, no, I feel that. I feel that. That's fine. It's all good. It's, it was good to have a schedule. Um, you know, it's nice to have things sort of, like make time for those things you know as much as you want sort of inspiration to hit and then do it it's sort of like mm-hmm. as long as you're sort of like you know depending on the way you work really if you if you want that selected time like you said you can make it happen and you get that sort of in there but well, if you're in the middle of something you've got your phone and- yeah thank you thank you apple i can take my my, my ideas down on the notepad. I do plenty of that too. Uh, if, if something hits me in the moment, I'll write it down. Yeah. Um, and then when we have that time together, then that's when it's applied. But um, my phone is filled with garbage voice memos of me singing like random <laughs> melodies or things like that. <laughs> I, I had this idea ages ago of, of I should like release voice memos. <laughs> like just get people please don't like, just get musicians to send me just like a selection of their voice memos and just release them <laughs> see no, what no happens profit no things just to see what happens to see if because <laughs> like there's so many every every sort of like i throughout doing this podcast over the past however long i've been doing it the voice memo thing is the sort of thing that everyone's got and i was just like sure Let's yeah. Just do that. Let's just release that because I, I think Apple released a music memo app as well where you could multi-track. Um, oh, did they? I didn't know ideas. that. Ideas. Yeah, it's like a free. Maybe it's not available in the states or something. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, you have to take my word for it. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, this was. I think it was that. Yeah, it was Apple because they had voice memos and they had music memos, um, but they didn't really market it. I was like, what, ah. the, f- what the hell? Why? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it was a really good app. You could multi-track your ideas. So if you had like a beat and then a melody. And then, ah. you know, or a guitar riff. I'm have to look for that. Yeah, and that's awesome. Like, I guess they might have integrated it into GarageBand, actually. Hmm. Oh, uh, okay. But I don't know if it's still a separate app or not. Let me just have a quick because I, I definitely downloaded it once. Well, it's it's funny you you mentioned releasing the voice memos because um, I think it was last year, maybe it's two years ago now. Uh, uh, maybe anyway, I put out a solo record. And the the last track on that is literally just a voice memo from my phone. Oh yeah, that's right. It, that uh, is just an idea that uh, the riff ended up being the riff in the first track of the album. Nice. Uh, but it's uh so I, I use that the voice memos and the notepad like religiously on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's um yeah it's a it's a, it's a, it's a great tool. It's, it's an unsung hero of the musician, I feel. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what sure. phone you've got. It doesn't have to be Apple. It can be anything. Yeah. Anything. But, but if Apple, Apple, if you're listening, Apple, if you're listening, it should be Apple. Yes, Just, it should be. But... <laughs> I'm looking directly at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but guys, thank you very much. Um, I, I really appreciate the time. I've, I've really enjoyed the chat. Um, 
and yeah good luck with everything hopefully get you guys over here um i will continue to play your music uh as long as you're releasing music and things like that um will do and i'll um obviously i i mean i stay in touch through fixed and stuff so i'll be downloading whenever you release something it gets Mm. downloaded to me anyway so it's all good on that front um but yeah zine tyler thank you it's a pleasure thank you